Good morning, everybody. It's uh, really awesome to be with you here this morning and uh, as we gather for worship. And uh, I think the team are doing a pretty good job holding us together on generator power. So well done, Brad, for running around in the background. And uh, just also a good morning to our online community. Uh, from last Sunday, we started live streaming our services across the social media platforms. And so I made sure that I polished my shoes this morning so that uh, the online community can see my shoes are clean. Friends, we are into uh, week five of our current sermon series, as Zuck said, the armor of God. And our focus has been on our mental health. And so today we take a look at the helmet of salvation. And speaking about helmets, I want to just share a story with you. And so it was around 2015 when I joined this church. I was probably, I am still, I was then still now the fittest guy in Northfield. And uh, there were a bunch of guys that thought it would be a great idea to invite Quinn to join them and be part of this mountain biking group. And so um, I thought, well, that's not a bad idea. Let's give it a go. And uh, one of the guys in the group, Carl, who's John and Maureen Carhart's son-in-law, I uh, thought, well, he'll take control and help me choose the proper equipment. And so off we went and we, we had a look at a bike and it was a Friday afternoon and he, this one's the right size, Quinn, and he was measuring and you need this kind of helmet and these kind of pants and so I was all in and we left on the back of the bucky with a new bicycle. And at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I get a text to say, Quinn, the lads are going to Modafontein Mountain Bike Park and do you want to test out that new bike of yours? And so of course I said yes. And so there we were, driving to Modafontein at about quarter to six in the morning. And then it struck me, the last time I rode a bike was when I was in matric. And so there I am, everyone putting on their gear and needing a bit of help to get on those extra tight shorts and tuck the stomach in and you know look like you're a mountain bike rider and and put that that nice new shiny helmet on my head and so off we go we're riding in a group and uh, this feels like good old times when I was riding around the neighborhood and so I set off in front of everyone 300 meters down the track there is this drop off and so there I go Adrenaline filled and full of macho bravado, I go down that hill and the front wheel is wobbling left and right and, and you know where this is going, right? And so in that split six second, logic steps in and says, Quinn, you better pull the brakes, buddy. And so I did. I pulled the brakes. But I'd never owned a bike with disc brakes before. And the disc brakes are a lot sharper than those old, like, brake blocks that we used to have when we were kids and, and I pulled the front brake first. And so in a split second Quinn was traveling a little bit faster than his bike through the air and came down onto some rocky terrain. Uh, bruised ribs, a messed up collarbone and a not so new shiny helmet that now had a crack in it. I was so grateful for that helmet. The story continues, my good new church friends rode around me and passed me and gave me five minutes to cry and then said, suck it up, we still have 10 kilometers to go. And I think since then I've ridden twice. Friends, I'm sure many of us can tell a story or two about wearing or not wearing helmets. 
unless you were born in the 1980s, then you've never worn a helmet in your life. See, friends, together we, today and this series, we've been looking at the armor of God. We've been looking at all these aspects of the armor that God has given to us to face all these battles in our lives. These battles that take place in our minds. As Paul reminds us in that Ephesian reading, that struggle... The struggle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You've heard that line for four weeks in a row. Today I want to offer us a a couple of different three scripture readings that touch on the armor of God in different aspects. And so the first one that Brad will put up on the screen is found in Romans 8. Uh, verse 37. Okay, they won't come up on the screen. I'll rely on the book. Uh, Romans 8, from verse 37. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And so we give thanks to God for this first reading. When we reflect on the short passage, there's this word that jumps out, this word conquerors. And what Paul is saying to us today is that with Jesus on our side, we won't only win the battles that we are enduring, the battles we are fighting, but we'll come out the other side better off than what we were when we started the battle. Because we are more than just conquerors. See, Paul in Ephesians 6 takes us through the armor of God and and today he's adding this, this piece, this element, this helmet of salvation. And Paul again, just like the shield of faith, is saying to us, we must take hold of it. In the beginning of that passage, when we looked at all the other aspects we were to put on, but today we must take hold of the helmet of salvation. And so I think it's pretty obvious enough to say that the purpose of a helmet is to protect our heads. But more than that, the protection offered is also to protect our minds, our thoughts, our understanding, our truths. For many of us here in the sanctuary today, we know about this real battlefield that takes place in our minds. And Paul is saying to you and to me today, we need to take seriously the importance of protecting our minds. If we have to be honest with ourselves and we think about what this last month has been like for us, maybe this last week, maybe this weekend, we've had to endure pressures Pressures in our workplaces, in our businesses, in our careers. Pressures in our relationships. Pressures in managing our health. Pressures in dealing with our finances. Pressures in trying to find the balance between wanting to serve and take care of your family. For so many of us, 
we allow all these pressures to wound us. These pressures really wound us. Sometimes in our hearts, but mostly in our minds. We allow ourselves to get into this state of depression and suspicion. And we begin to mistrust our world. We begin to mistrust those that we share life with. Friends, when we are in that space, in the battlefields raging in our minds, and we have not taken hold of this helmet of salvation to offer us protection, we can be stunned to a point that we are unable to even process or make use of all the other armor that's been given to us. Because our minds are not centered. If we don't have the helmet in place, To protect our head and our minds, the rest of the armor will prove to be useless. As a minister, I've had the sacred privilege of journeying with many people. People who are enduring real struggles, struggles like you and I. Some people are dealing with depression. Some people are battling to get over their grief. Some are sitting with anxieties and fears. And in every one of these conversations that I have, I've been offered a glimpse of the kind of dark clouds that can and often settle in our lives. They settle in my life, they settle in your life. I'm sure you know those times when those clouds settle. Because it's in those moments where we choose to withdraw. We keep to ourselves. Everyone is kept at a distance. And it's in those times when the clouds are rolling in that we experience a deep sense of hopelessness. And some of us are really good at hiding. We take all these masks out that we wear. We put on a brave face. And we hide so well behind those masks. And we smile at the world we live in. And generally the way to figure out when someone has a mask on is when you ask them, hey, how's it going? And they say that one word, fine, I'm fine. All of us wear these masks. And sometimes from these clouds that have rolled into our lives, we hear voices like the thunder. These voices we have given power to. You know those things that we believe that tell us that others can but you can't you'll never make it you're not good enough you don't know what you're doing just give up right now you know those voices but friends maybe as you sit here today and and you you, you're feeling that this is the reality of your life and you're reflecting on all of these moments in your life just as I am reflecting on my life I want to remind us That scripture always offers us a hope in the promises of God. The second reading that I want to share with you is found in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 61 verse 3. The prophet says these words, And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty 
instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. A garment of praise in exchange for a spirit of despair. These words that Isaiah is giving to us today is a breath of fresh air. A garment of praise is offered instead of a spirit of despair. And so friends, the question I ask myself and you today, can we take hold of the garment of praise to protect our minds from the spirit of despair that is very present in the battlefields of our minds? You see, to be a conqueror means that we are set free from the spirit of despair. And we are offered salvation and protected from the spirit of despair. But God's got more for us. And through Paul, he offers us the third reading that I share with you today. It's found in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8. Just one verse. It says, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. The hope of salvation as a helmet. Friends, these words, the hope of salvation, are so powerful for us to hold on to. The protection of our mind is hope. And the protection of the heart is faith. And sometimes we get these mixed up and upside down, but faith is in the heart and faith is the foundation of our hope. And when we have faith, then we are able to have hope. We don't, if we don't have faith, we find ourselves hopeless. So some folk may say, well, Quinn, hope is just wishful thinking. But when we have a strong faith, and as Kylie shared last week, we take hold of that shield of faith. We're able to build hope, and this hope will offer protection for our minds in that battlefield. Friends, you see, hope is a sure and certain expectation of the promises of God that God is with us in the battles that we are fighting. And the ultimate protection of the mind is holding firmly onto these promises of God. These promises that encourage us. These promises that love us. These promises that remind us that we are God's beloved daughters and sons. And so when that battle is raging on in our minds, we need to remember that it is God that is saying, I love you, Quinn. You are my son, Quinn. You can get through this battle, Quinn. Friends, when we consider salvation... As good Methodists, we remember that we believe that we are saved by grace through faith. That's the foundation of our faith. This means that all of us, all people are made whole and reconciled by the love of God. And that salvation cannot be earned, but rather that it is a gift that is given to us by a loving God. And we only need to say yes and accept it. And so what does it mean for us when we are engaged in this battlefield of our minds? 
It means that the helmet of salvation is our hope and faith. And that we are saved through Christ. And so when this war is raging on in your mind and it feels like the world is coming to an end and the bottom is falling out, just remember that you have been saved by Christ. And that our trust is not in ourselves. It's not what we've done or what we've achieved or what title we have on our business card or our bank balance. But it's all what Jesus has done for us. His dying on that cross and ascending to be with the Father is what gives us hope to face the battles that rage in our minds. It gives us a confidence from doubt. It gives us the ability to dodge the weapons of the enemy when we are at our weakest. So friends, my prayers, I hope you see what this means for us. Hope is an essential part of our salvation because we are saved through faith and when we have faith, we have hope. A reality that is sometimes difficult to get our heads around is that our minds are the target in the battle with the evil one. Often all the devil needs to create devastation and destruction is to place his thoughts in the minds of people who are closest to us, those we love. How many of us can admit there are times that we know we are under attack? How many of us can admit that the devil is trying to get, our, get to our thought processes and he's trying to pull us in different directions, directions we don't want to go? This happens in our everyday. It happens in our relationships, in our marriages, in our businesses, in our families. It even happens in our churches. The devil is trying to get us to do or to say things we don't want to do or say. And so Paul is telling us with a little bit of urgency, take the helmet of salvation and protect your mind. So how do we do this? How do we protect our mind? Firstly, we need to be growing in our faith. We need to become intentional about our prayer life. Now more than ever, there's a sense in this church that we need to be praying. Pray your personal prayers. Pray for your families. Pray for your community. Pray for your church. Spend time in devotion. Quinn, put your phone down at 6 a.m. in the morning and spend time with God. Now, Trev always tells us of that wonderful practice. Make that cup of coffee and sit with God and enjoy that coffee with God first thing in the morning. And then a step further. Can you invest in your spiritual formation? Because hearing the Word of God has to transform us it has to change us. Our faith can't remain the same every single day, every month. 
we have to be moving along as we transform closer to Christ-likeness. Friends, the mind is a powerful thing. It has so much potential, but our minds can be polluted. I'm sure many of us have heard that phrase, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. If we allow the struggle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms to consume us, there's a whole lot that can be at stake. So will we have the courage to take hold of the helmet of salvation and protect our minds? God says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. God has given us a saved and a spiritual mind. In closing, I want to share with you that in this world, there will be battles to fight. Some of them are difficult. Some of them are harder than others. Some of these battles will leave wounds. There will be scars. There will be bruises. There may even be flashbacks where you've had to endure some of these difficult battles in your life. The good news is this. That scripture tells us many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. Friends, there is no battle too great for the follower of Jesus who is dressed with the full armor of God. Yesterday I came across these words of John Wesley as I was preparing that I want to share with you. Wesley says these words, I have never known more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. Whenever I feel fearful emotions overtaking me, I just close my eyes and I thank God that He is still on the throne reigning over it all. And I take comfort in His control over the affairs of my life. Friends, may you take and wear the helmet of salvation standing firm with Jesus on your side because with him we will overcome and we'll be on the other side far better off than what we were when we started the battles. Amen. Let us pray. And so Father God, we just acknowledge the amazing gift that you offer us through salvation. Salvation that is given to us through our faith. There is nothing that we can do to earn it. It is an absolute gift from you. And so we take hold of it and we ask Holy Spirit that as we go into this week, that you would remind us that we are equipped to deal with the realities of this world. That as the battles in our minds rage on, that you would whisper to the depths of our souls that we are loved and we are yours for all of eternity. We pray, God, that you will continue to remind us to ready ourselves 
to put on all these elements of the armor of God as we go out into the world. Especially in those moments where we are obedient to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ. In those moments where we feel we are under attack, that we would stand firm knowing that you, Jesus, are right beside us. And so we give thanks today that even though the world is hard and life is tough, that you are with us, that your spirit goes before us and makes a way. So come, Holy Spirit, come. Will you lead us into this week, equipping us, transforming us, and reminding us that we are saved and that we are the beloved sons and daughters of the King of kings and the Lord of lords.